We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Miller for three. Oh, he banked it in. He banked it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Warren lets it fly. Yes. T.J. Warren is not human. Razor catches, shoots for three to win it. He hits it. To go. Brogdon for three. Let's Got go. it. O'Neal drives on Yao. Puts it in. Duarte for three. Boom, baby. Anthony attacks oh. Hibbert. Denies him at the rim. Karis LeVert. People don't realize how good he really is. LeVert. Skies high for the jam. Stevenson passes into Sabonis for the basket. Jackson turns, fires, and hits. Oh, Turner bringing that smoke. Flips it to the big fella, fake shoots, and hits. This is TJ McConnell, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Pacer Nation, what is going on? It is your boy Mike Focci here bringing you another episode of Setting the Pace, joined by the one and only Alex Golden. Alex, what's happening? Focci, I think we better call The Undertaker because TJ McConnell has risen from the dead. He is a dead man walking, Focci. Uh, it was great to see him back playing the way that we love to see him play. Uh, as for me, I, I think I'm doing a little bit better. My voice doesn't sound nearly as bad as it did on Sunday, but we are here. Fachi, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Alex. You sound rejuvenated by this Pacer W, I'm going to say. I think I might have cured your voice. But, you know, and McConnell, textbook McConnell. I'm sure we will cover him plenty today. But the boys are indeed back. They snap a four-game losing streak. Alex, Season highs across the board. I'm talking season high 43 points in the first quarter, season high points at halftime. They had 78. I mean, they led by 22 at halftime. The season high for, for I believe it was for three point percentage, field goal percentage. You know, the guys played their best games last night and they needed it because if the Pacers had gone on a five game losing streak, I'm telling you, it was about to get real dark out here. Oh, it was for sure. But I, I think last night we saw once again how important it is to have Karis Levert. Absolutely. I mean, this is a different team when Levert's on the court. You see just like the energy is higher. He's able to put pressure on the defense and, and push it. He's able to, you know, 
get to the free throw line. He's able to hit three points. I mean, he's able to do a little bit of everything, which I just feel like it becomes infectious. Guys feel like maybe that they're they're a better team than they are or that they can really just keep it going, getting that rhythm. So I'm really excited to see his minutes restriction continue to lessen and lessen and get more of a vert. It was nice to see him in the second half. But once again, he gets off to such a hot start that I think it really sets the tone for the team. Yeah, I mean, he didn't shoot all that great. Six no. and 19 is pretty bad shooting, but his impact, the way he is able to get to the basket, the way he's able to create for others. I think there was a couple of times I felt like he was forcing a little bit with some of the shots. No, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure he's trying to feel himself back. Played 24 minutes last night. That was great to see. But he just opens up so much more for everybody. Miles Turner, 7 of 10 last night. Chris Duarte, 6 of 11. DeMontis Sabonis, 11 of 15. You're talking about incredibly efficient shooting, and that is one because the Spurs did not play great last night, but two, just because I think having Karras out there doing some different things really opened up the offense a little bit, and I think David brought this up on Friday after the Nets game. T.J. McConnell, I think, was second or third in field goal attempts. He was, he was it looks like, sixth in field goal attempts today. So that is where you want to see McConnell. You don't want to see McConnell – leading the team in field goal attempts. McConnell was incredibly efficient. 5 of 7, 10 points, 10 assists, zero threes, and more importantly, zero turnovers. Oof, man, I don't know what I like better, Alex. Zero threes for McConnell or <laughs> zero turnovers. Both very appealing. And and just like you mentioned the point that David made, I remember that. McConnell having 14 shots. He was 4 of 14 the other night. That's not his game. We don't want to see him shoot 14 shots. It's just not effective. So last night... He really was the best version of McConnell that you could have possibly asked for. I mean, like you mentioned, seven shots, hits five. The 10 assists to zero turnovers, you can't ask for anything more than that. The three steals, I mean, even at a block, it was like he did everything that you could possibly ask for, and they did it all in 26 minutes. So it was great. I made a plus 10 for the game. I would say that was easily his best performance of the year. And many guys, like I mentioned, many guys had their best performances of the year. Uh, I thought, you know, Justin Holiday probably played his best game. I mean, uh -huh. six of eight, five of seven from three. One game after you and I were on here and I criticized, does Justin Holiday need to shoot 13 threes in a game? You know, it's just way <laughs> too many. And he finishes yeah. the game a plus 20 and he moved back to the bench. I know he had been on the bench in the previous game. Um, but I just feel like that's more of the role that he's better in. And it was nice to see. Um, there are just so many different highlights across the board. I mean, we could go really into just about every single player. And they played, if not their best, one of their best games. Yeah, I think that we should at least sit on Keelan Martin for a second because this was his first game that we got to see him in. And I won't lie. I mean, three or four from the field, two or three from three. Um, I think he's a better defender than Jeremy Lamb. So it was good to see him out there and be somewhat productive. I know he was a part of that unit there that gave up some of those leads uh, in the fourth quarter, but the team was already kind of just taking a step back. I don't think they were super focused at that point. Had an all-bench unit in there as well. So Keelan Martin, it was great to see him get back, get his feet wet. Um, but the, the person, this is the only negative I got to bring up. What has happened to O'Shea Brissett? I, I am perplexed by his role on this team didn't really play in the first two games of the season 
then breaks out as an 18-point game against the Miami Heat. Looks really good. And first guy off the bench against the Bucks Played okay in that game. Didn't really play that great against Toronto. Then he was first sub in against Brooklyn. Comes out, hardly plays that game. Didn't play a lot versus Toronto either. And then this. Just, you know, just three minutes. So, I don't know if Brissett is just too inconsistent, if it's a matchup thing, but really doesn't make sense why he hasn't been given more of a, a, of a consistent role. Yeah, you know, it, it's really tough because that 18-point performance against Miami, I felt like right then and there was like he has now earned the trust of Carlisle, and it, it happened for a couple of games. He had 32 minutes in that Miami Heat game, then 23 minutes against Milwaukee, yeah, then 21 so you start to see him trending down a little bit. And then against Brooklyn, just four minutes. Against Toronto, just eight. And then against San Antonio, just three. So you've really seen his minutes go down. Um, he hadn't been effective. And I would love for him to be effective. But, you know, going back to Milwaukee, he was one of six. You know, no one's going to really complain about three of seven shooting. One of four against Toronto. I mean, that Miami game is the outlier. It stands out as he was really good in that game. And ever since then, hasn't really been the case. I don't think it helps his case that, you know, you had guys like Keelan Martin, Karis LeVert come back over there just to, to take some minutes, but Jeremy Lamb was out. Um, so you would think there'd be some more minutes to go around, but it's just weird. I, I know Rick's like tinkering with these lineups a bit at times. And I think at times it's probably been tough for the players. Guys like Tory Craig have seen their minutes go completely up and down. And I think O'Shea is one of those guys. Yes, Torrey Craig, that whole thing makes zero sense to me. They're like, has a career game against the Nets and then doesn't really play against the Raptors. It, it feels like he's the kind of player that would make the most sense to play against the Raptors because of yep. their athleticism. And I was laughing last night during the broadcast because Quinn Buckner was like, well, Carlisle just didn't like his matchup with the Raptors. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why, what? I don't understand what Carlisle wouldn't like about Torrey Craig. Yeah. Going up against OG, Scotty Barnes, that kind of thing. I think I think DeMontis Sabonis actually did a pretty good job on OG and Anobi in that Raptors game, and he didn't really score like he did the first game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think they made adjustments, but it was still a bit perplexing because I feel like Torrey Craig is this team's best wing defender, especially against bigger wings, hand down, hands down. So just a little bit confusing there, but good to see Torrey Craig play efficiently last night, three of six in 26 minutes. He's a guy that I think is just – you know, pretty reliable, not offensively, but defensively and on the glass, he's still effective, even though he only had a total of three rebounds last or five rebounds last night. I mean, just a guy that can can mix it up a little bit. So I was really impressed with this win. Great to see the boys get back on the good side of things. But I don't think this Spurs team is the ultimate, you know, uh, test for this for this Pacers team to feel like, hey, we're, we're back in it. We're good now. We're good. I, I think that what I'm more excited about is the fact that Karis LeVert played well. Hopefully the minutes restriction comes off soon. And we got news today that Malcolm Brogdon is coming back against the Knicks on Wednesday. That is definitely the big headline that Brogdon said he will play against the Knicks. Very excited to see Brogdon and LeVert in the backcourt. You would have to go all the way back to, uh, I have the date here, April 18th was the last time that four of the five starters played together. And Alex, that might be as good as it gets this year. I don't think we can count on all five guys being together because <laughs> you know how it, how it is. One guy comes in, another one goes, and so on. So 
it's just I'm so excited to see Brogdon out there. I would like to think that the Pacers took it easy on him because I, to be honest, thought Brogdon would have been back against the Spurs. I thought he even had a chance to play against Toronto, but um, you know, I definitely understood. I, I thought that they've given us some time, you know, to rest because you know we've seen Brogdon have minor injuries that have then piled up. So uh, I'm very excited to see Brogdon back with Levert, and we might even get Jeremy Lamb back. You know, who, who knows? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But hey, at least he had scored in double figures in like five straight games. I know, I so, know. I'm kidding. It, yeah, it helps to have some scoring off the bench, and you hope the bench can now be a unit that. Um, is bringing more to the table than the first few games. They were averaging 16 points per game. That's that's just truly horrendous. But you mentioned the Spurs. Yes, not like this, oh, my God, we just beat one of the elite teams. But the Spurs beat the Bucs recently. Yeah, we talked about that. We, but... got, we got smoked by the Bucs. So you, you we never didn't know. get smoked by the Bucs. We lost we by 10. Yes, we didn't get smoked, but we lost by 10. I mean, at, at times in that game, the lead was much bigger than that. The Bucks were up by closer to 20 in that game. So no one's really going to say that we were going to beat the Bucs. Closest we really had it, I think, it was five. Um, so Yeah, I mean, we know, cut it to five, though, because we cut we're it to playing five. tough. Exactly, and then, and then that was it. But regardless, it was a game that you had to have. And not only had to have, we were up by 26 points in this game against the Spurs. So this was a game that the Pacers only trailed by one, and that was early on. So it was all Pacers all throughout. Yeah, I mean, really, the game was done after the third quarter. The the, the Spurs outscored the Pacers 35-22 to in that fourth. I think offensively it was clearly the best game for the Pacers. Still some work to be done defensively, but, I mean, if you're hitting like that offensively, who really cares? So just, just good to see. They won the rebound battle once again. Uh, free throws were pretty minimum on both minimal on both sides. Just twelve for the Pacers, fourteen for the Spurs. Uh, three point percentage was was good again. We shot ten more threes than them, but only made four more threes. So you know, really, I, I just felt like this was a game where the Pacers did a very nice job of of getting out in front and playing with more energy. Uh, San Antonio, they're a young team. They're going to be inconsistent all season long. They're going to have games where they beat the Bucs, but then they're going to have games where they just don't have anything offensively. I like a lot of the pieces there, but I don't look at that team and feel threatened at all. No. In fact, I, after watching the first quarter, I was pretty confident we were going to win. I really didn't watch any of the second half, to be honest with you. Um, started off the third quarter. I was editing the player of the week video that you know about that was taking forever mm-hmm. for us to, to figure out. So I was editing that. I thought, okay, I'll check the score. And I kept seeing we were maintaining a pretty solid lead. So I was like, well, I'm not too focused on it. And then I worked on my new end of the year or end of the uh, game video for when we win. So I was working on that too. So I was kind of just like had it on in the background, but wasn't paying too much of attention. So was there anything that I might have missed in the second half that really stood out to you? Uh, Dwayne Washington scored his first basket. He ended up uh, getting five points. Uh, it was It was a fun moment. I uh, hit a three at one point. I, I thought he was actually shooting a little too much. Got three shots off in three minutes, but uh, yeah, he was happy. Exa- exactly. It was the end of the game. And like, you could see just like when some of the younger guys came in there, like Goga, you know, and Dwayne Washington, like all of that, even Quinn was like, you got to get Goga one. You got to like Goga try to put some shots up there. Unfortunately it didn't go in, but Dwayne only Washington, guy that didn't score was Goga. I know it's, it, it was unfortunate. <laughs> 
Dwayne Washington got the game ball. I think that's really cool that Rick Carlisle has given the game ball to each rookie that's gotten their first career points. So it was just a nice little little thing to see. But um, basically, you know, when you mentioned the energy that the Pacers had in the beginning, it was huge. I mean, Karis LeVert hits that 28-foot three-pointer right oh. before halftime. Yep. And you could just see how much fun he was having and how great it was to be back. And it actually carried over into the third quarter as the Pacers finally won the third quarter, or I believe the first time on the year. Um, they scored, I think it was 31 points in the third, uh, but they also finished the first half eight of 10 from three. That's always going to be a major difference uh, in the game. Yeah. So, no, I think you, I think you brought it up before, uh, you know, the guys just having fun. We've talked about that before in other, in other seasons, getting off to a one and six start. There's not a lot of fun going around. No. So being able to, you know, get a guy in there that's ready to play that hasn't really got a chance to play a, a full rotation or at least close to one all season long. And then you got, you know, Karis LeVert coming in, setting the tone, getting us ready for, you know, a, an important win. And it, it was just contagious. He was going at the basket hard. He was playing good on both sides of the basketball, finding other guys, getting guys involved as well. So that is what Karis LeVert does. But he brought that smile, that energy that this yep. team needed. And sometimes when you're losing early on, you know, you got to just not let it bring you all the way down. Like, it's okay for fans to think the sky's falling, but the players can't because it's a long season. So eight games in, we still have 74 left. We got plenty of time. So plenty. I, I think it's great. You're going to get Brogdon back. I really want to hit on Brogdon coming back because there's a, there's a case you could say he was the best pacer before he went out with that injury. I mean, Sabonis right there with him. They were playing great. Duarte's been really, really, really fun to watch. So now you're going to add Malcolm back to the mix with Karras. Hopefully Duarte continues to start. You got Sabonis and Turner. You're looking at a really sharp starting five, putting McConnell, Justin Holiday, maybe Jeremy Lamb, like you said, back on the bench. Torrey Craig, you, just, you, know, you never know, but it looks like the team's starting to get healthy and you might not have to dig so deep into your in, into your rotation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. I mean, look, first step, McConnell goes back to the bench, just like you mentioned. Okay, great. But he's better in that role. Now we can eliminate Brad Wanamaker, maybe period, but but at least playing 20 plus minutes. 20 plus minutes, too much for Brad Wanamaker. So right then and there, he's out. I mean, you're not going to be able to see a guy like Dwayne Washington Jr. for probably quite some time. Um, you know, Keelan Martin's role, that's the one that's up in the air. But Brogdon, you know, like you mentioned, he was really playing really good. I mean, he really was – he was closing out games. It, it's you, – you want and you need Brogdon back. And I just feel like Brogdon and Lavert, those have been the, the two guys that we've wanted to see more of. Sure, we got to see them play together last year, but not as much as we wanted because, if you remember, Brogdon didn't finish the end of the season last year. So, he was hurt for a while. I mean, he missed a chunk. Lavert missed a chunk of the year. I mean, it was just so, like, in and out of the lineups that, uh, you know – I'm excited to see them back, and I hope it's for a long, extended period. Uh, also got to tip the hat. You know, Miles Turner set the bar high with the 40-point game, but this is easily his second-best game of the year. I mean, really set the tone in the first half. Uh, I think in the first half, he had like 14-7 and seven or 14-6, and six, finishes with 19-8, and eight, three blocks. You can always count on the blocks. I mean, it's just always great when he's involved, and I think when he gets it going early, it, it tends to just uh, carry over. And, and I just felt like that was one of those games where he got it going early. Great. Everybody ate last night, Alex. Six Pacers in double figures. I mean, you also had Keelan Martin with eight, Troy Craig with seven. I mean, whew, that the recipe for success, you've heard me like a broken record. Can you get 30 assists in a game? Well, the Pacers got 37. The ball yeah. movement, fantastic. Everybody touched it. Everybody was involved. Yeah, and I and I think if my memory serves me right, Miles Turner has played well against the Spurs the last couple of seasons. So good to see him, you know, dominate this team once again. Yaka Pertle, really the only big man that the Spurs have. And, you know, there were some times where he had some nice plays, but uh, he's a good player, Yaka Pertle is for sure. But, you know, it, it it was just a little bit too much size with the Pacers putting out some bonus and Turner and, and, and having the, the games that they had. I mean, once again, they were just fantastic together, super, super efficient. That is the best way for this team to win. And it's not going to happen every game because there are limitations to what they can do. But those two together going 18 of 25, that's impressive, Fachi. 43 points from your double bigs. You know, you love to see it. And, and you know, it, it, like you said, just a great balance of scoring from everybody. And, you know, they were moving the ball. Levert had seven assists, McConnell 10. The uh, Sabonis had six, so just guys moving the ball. And, and believe it or not, Justin Holiday and Brad Wanamaker both had four. I thought Brad Wanamaker had his best game 
uh, as a pacer as well. Uh, it was good to see him not get completely destroyed on Twitter just for uh, being in the game. But, you know, Brad Wanamaker, 21 minutes, didn't play too bad last night. So really, like you said, a great team effort. But we got our eyes set on bigger things. We got the New York Knicks. They just came off of a pretty bad loss to the Toronto Raptors. I think they gave up a big lead. So they're going to be hungry. They're going to come in here ready to fight. But if Karis LeVert and Malcolm Brogdon are back in that backcourt starting together, it won't be as easy of a challenge uh, or easy as a game for the for the Knicks as it would have been had those two not been playing. Completely agree. I mean, Toronto gave us a ton of trouble, but Toronto beat the Knicks without Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. I don't know, Alex. Maybe it's just this win, but it's got me feeling positive. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I'm back. I'm back, all right? Oh, I never no. left, but but at the same point, we're talking about the Pacers are at home, all right? Well, they all, the both wins that they have, they're at home, all right? Brogdon's coming back. We don't know the status of Lamb, like I mentioned, but it just feels like Lavert has been infectious to this team. I feel like they feel like they have a chance out there. Like, I don't want to say, I don't want to equate it to like, you know, when you're starting quarterbacks out and you just feel like, you know, like, okay, we're probably not going to win this game. But like, when your guy's in there, you feel like, hey, why can't we win this game? The Knicks, yeah, they got off to a hot start, five and two. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're a, a good team. Probably, a, I would say, a playoff team this year. But if the Pacers can beat the Heat, then they can beat teams better than just San Antonio. So this is a real good test for the Pacers because if you have Brogdon back and you have Lavert, Lavert played 24 minutes last night, so you assume that he'll play at least 25 minutes. At that point, now we can start to see a larger sample size of what this team can look like together because at that point, you're really just only missing T.J. Warren. Yeah. So, hey, let's go. And we're not really sure how long Warren's going to be out for. I mean, it looks like it could be a while. So it very well could. This could be your starting five for the foreseeable future. Uh, it could be the starting five you see for a while. I mean, I'm I'm talking maybe even until 2022. So got to really figure out chemistry-wise. I think there was a couple times there where I felt like Duarte – may have gotten in the way of Levert when he was trying to create or whatever because, you know, he's just got to learn when Levert's doing his thing where he needs to be out on the floor. He's already started to establish that with Malcolm. But, you know, just getting everybody back in the mix would be interesting to see how they gel together chemistry-wise. You know, it would be great to get a win against the Knicks at home before you hit that four-game road trip. You know, there's some teams on the road that haven't been playing great. The Trailblazers are just three and four. Sacramento's three and three, so they're a 500 team. Denver, you know, the Pacers always play Denver well, it feels like. No matter if it's here or there, we always seem to, you know, get really close. There's We had a great win in Denver a couple of years ago. I remember Malcolm had a amazing dunk to kind of close the deal. And I remember McDermott was on fire in one of those games against yeah, Denver. I don't even know if he missed a three that game or he was like He was unbelievable. It was stupid. And then Sabonis had a triple-double. It was just a fantastic game, you know, but we'll see what happens there. The, the Nuggets are really good, but it's just I'm looking at this Pacers team now getting fully healthy, and I, I just kind of want to enjoy it game by game. I don't want to look too far ahead. I don't want to look too far ahead into the, the season to say, oh, when are they going to make this trade and when are they going to bring this guy back? You know, let's just see what happens against the Knicks tomorrow. Let's just enjoy – Having a mostly healthy roster at this point, uh, once you get once you get Brogdon back, and, and just see what this team can actually be because 
we haven't really got a chance to to figure that out yet. We're eight games in. I just don't want to rush everything away. And I know that sounds silly, but a lot of times we just get so caught up in looking forward to the next month or the next season or the next big transaction that we don't really just live in the moment and, and think about it as, hey, let's go out there and beat the Knicks tonight. Let's have some fun. Let's beat this really good basketball team and, and show people that, hey, our, our, our start, our slow start was just that. And, and we're going to be able to turn things around and show people why we can be uh, a really good Eastern Conference team. Absolutely. I mean, look, beating the Spurs, like I mentioned, it's fun, you know, you, but it's like they're the Spurs. I mean, you feel like Pop is almost coaching like his grandson's team. You know, it just seems like they're a bunch of young guys and he's doing he's not doing it for the money. It's just, you know, he loves the game. It feels like one of those. But now you move on to a playoff team, a team that you could see potentially in the playoffs, whether it's the playing game, whatever it is. And yes, I want to live in the moment because it felt like the sky was falling for a lot of Pacer fans, you know, when, when they had lost four straight. Um, that actually matched last season's total. We thought things were bad. The Pacers had numerous four-game losing streaks. But, you know, last year, four games was the most the Pacers lost. Um, we hit that early on this season. So it was happening quick. Losses were piling up. But right now, just to see Karis LeVert play basketball in a Pacers jersey, it's a treat. It really is. It's been fun. And the only thing more fun than that is seeing him play with Malcolm Brogdon. So yeah. bring well, it on. Let's talk about this next game, though, because the Knicks had the Pacers number last year. Um, nobody hurt. nobody really took the Knicks seriously at the beginning of the season last year. Everybody thought, okay, you know, uh, Tom Thibodeau, good coach, didn't really work out too well in Minnesota, but Minnesota had bigger issues than just Tom Thibodeau. Really good coach with the Chicago Bulls. We know about his tenure there. But I won't lie, uh, he did a great job last year, and he's doing a great job this year. They've retooled a little bit. They got Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, but they've also added, you know, uh, well, they've also got their guys coming back. Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, uh, Mitchell Robinson starting at the center position. You know, this team is physical. They're going to get up in you. And, and last year, one thing I thought they did a terrific job of was building a wall to keep DeMontis Sabonis from getting to where he wanted to do uh, go. We saw Boston do it early on with Tristan Thompson and that group out there, but New York did it as well, and he really struggled. So I'm hoping to see, you know, Kimball Walker's not a great defender. So hopefully on the uh, offensive end, we can make him pay for his lackluster defense. He's a little bit undersized, but he's also been a nightmare for Brogdon when Brogdon's had to guard him. So I will be curious to see who they put on him. It would not surprise me at all if they put Duarte on him just to allow Brogdon to play more of a guy like Evan Fournier and put Levert on R.J. Barrett, whatever they want to do. But I could see Duarte starting on Kimbo Walker because I feel like he's a little bit quicker on his feet. So a lot of things to look forward to in this game. I'm not going to do an in-depth game preview, but this is a really big test for the Pacers to say, hey, we already beat the Heat. The Heat are a very physical team. And the Heat are the best or one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So another chance to, to get a staple win here against another Eastern Conference contender and let them know, hey, you know, you guys had a good year last year, but we're not afraid of you. Of course. I mean, when you look at the Knicks, I mean, R.J. Barrett is an improved player. I mean, he had a, a career high 35 points uh, a few nights ago, follows up 27 points the other night. He's very improved defensively. So, that's going to be a key matchup if we see, you know, Barrett, you know, locked up, uh, matched up with Laverde or Duarte. That's going to be very interesting. And then you think of 
Julius Randle and Sabonis. I mean, those are the two guys competing for that final all-star spot last year. They yeah. they do a lot of things similarly. I, I felt like Randle had, you know, an, obviously an unbelievable year last year. So he's taking his game to the next level. But I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities between these teams. Mitchell Robinson, I'm gonna throw it out there. I feel like he's a poor man's Miles Turner, like a, a good shot blocker that is just nowhere near offensively as gifted as Turner, but you know, it's about consistency. And I feel like those two guys, it's going to be a, a, a good matchup to see them. Um, but Kemba, you never know what you're going to get. Those knees, sometimes he, he looks, you know, young and spry. Other times, you know, you don't really know. Derek Rose, I mean, hey, former MVP, obviously you'll, you'll be able to say that forever. But sometimes you get really good Derek Rose. Sometimes you get what you got the other night with just four points uh, against Toronto. So yeah. it's going to be a, a real pivotal matchup selfishly. Alex, I need this W because all of my Nick friends, you gotta, you gotta imagine, they lived in hiding in the bushes for about 20 years. They couldn't, they couldn't say anything good about basketball. They didn't care. They just kept saying, well, I mean, what about the Yankees? It's like, I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about basketball. And now all of a sudden the Knicks are good again. And I get texts every single time the Pacers lose. You sure you don't want to be a Knicks fan again? I know I would never in my life. So we have to win this game just so I can talk some smack once more. Because like you mentioned, the Knicks had our number last year. They really did. And I want that to end. I want to let the good times roll, the old times, when we just ran <laughs> through the Knicks time after time. I, for, for your sake, I, I want the it. Pacers to win. But also because I, I can't go another day with the Pacers lost. But I do think that the flip side is pretty funny because – Watching you get made fun of and, and teased is quite hysterical. So uh, I, I wish I could just see the text threads <laughs> and oh, hear the phone man. calls. But I know your friends and I, well, some of them on Twitter. So oh yeah, and Instagram. So I uh, I would be curious to see just how much they heckle you for it. But uh, Justin from Scott Agnes here on Twitter, Jeremy Lamb will be out tomorrow, so he is not coming back and still suffering with that ankle injury. So. Just to let everybody know, he will not be playing in the Pacers game against the New York Knicks. But Fachi, lots to be excited about after that win against the Spurs. Everybody looked good, but reality hits. We got to play a tough team against the New York Knicks. We got to get this W. And, uh, you know, uh, Sky doesn't seem to be falling near as much as we're starting to get healthy. We're, we're starting to figure things out a little bit with our roster and our chemistry. We're trying to start to get a better feel of Rick Carlisle. But, you know, is there any final thing you want to talk about before we wrap today's show up? No, I would just say, guys, look, the Pacers aren't healthy often. Appreciate it while it lasts. Oh my Malcolm, Bro Malcolm Brogdon's coming back. We don't know who's going down next. I hope it's nobody. So against the Knicks, I will appreciate seeing the backcourt that we envisioned when we pulled the trade off for Karis LeVert. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that we – look really spry and young and energetic in this game because we're going to have to match a level of intensity that the Knicks come with. But Fachi, before we get your rundown, I, I want to thank all of our great listeners who have responded to our post on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and our group, uh, group page there at Setting the Pace. For those of you that responded and said you listened to the show. So we reached out to every single one of you guys for reaching, uh, for listening to the show and basically, all we ask is a simple request. Apple reviews. If you can go to Apple Podcasts and just give us a five-star review and, and let us know what you think about the show, 
it really does help the show grow. And, and so you're doing a little part in that. And if you have done a five-star review and you're listening to this right now, please take a screenshot of that, send it to us to let us know. And I think it'd be only fair if we get to a certain number, maybe me and Fox can come up with that in terms of how many ratings and reviews we get. But if we can, we can reach a certain number, we'll put all of those names into a hat and, and maybe do a little setting the pace prize package for one lucky person for doing that for us, because you're helping us out. We want to give back to you, but it, it really does just change the game for us in terms of growing this to a bigger audience. If you guys can help us out by giving us a positive five-star Apple review. Absolutely. Alex, I am all for some sort of gift package. You and I will discuss offline, but I promise you it'll be something that you guys want. This isn't going to be like, you know, get a teddy bear in the mail. You're going to get something real good. So uh, we, we appreciate absolutely all the support. This show would have been long done. Wiped off the face of the earth if it was not for you guys. So, guys and gals, of course. Um, but we appreciate absolutely everything, all, all the support. You guys make the show what it is. Absolutely. But if you guys do want a teddy bear um, and, and you are the winner, reach out to us. We'll make sure Fachi finds the perfect teddy bear for you. Um, but we'll, we will discuss uh, a really nice package for you all. And, and just be on the lookout. Um, there's other things we're going to do to try to get more fan inclusion on this show i think it would also be incredible for us and i haven't even talked to Fachi about it yet so i apologize but surprise uh for us to do maybe a virtual meet and greet sometime a set up a set up a zoom account set up a zoom meeting send it out to all of our listeners and and just say hey if you guys want to meet us maybe we can do a live show for you that day or something like that or have you guys just do a nice meet and greet where there's no recording and we can just kind of get to know each other and just communicate and say hey thanks for all you do I know a lot of us are all spread out across the United States. Some of you guys are even in different countries listening to us. So this would be a perfect way for us to all get uh, together and say, hey, and say thank you. So, all right, Flachi, enough of that stuff. Where can the people find us on social media? All right. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. Find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. And you can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And if you're excited to see Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, Chris Duarte, Miles Turner, and Demontis Sabonis, and tomorrow's starting five, say these three words Let's go, Pacers! Oh, we have some smother chicken on that one! Some mother chicken! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.